guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Budgeting. There. I said it and got it out of the way. And really, it wasn't that scary at all. But if you still feel a little fear in your heart or the desire to squirm in your chair, sit tight because I have a snapshot quick interview with Susie Rains from Rains.com and Rains Wellness. Do you remember her from episode 23, Top Tips from a Habits Coach? Well, time management isn't the only thing she's a whiz at. She's also masterful at taking the edge off budgeting. This episode is really part three of my end of year. We survived, so let's plan for the unexpected, the unimaginable, the possibly crazy awesome or mind-blowing events in 2021 series. No, that's not actually the official title, but I feel like it could be. So if you haven't listened yet, please go back and listen to episode 27, which is all about business planning, and episode 28, all about my jam, communications planning. These three episodes together, I promise you, they will make you feel much more in control and ready to take on whatever the coming months have to throw at you. Now grab a pen and some paper because Susie breaks things down in a way that really flipped how I understand budgeting and she has a brilliant freebie to offer you as well. The details are in the show notes in case you miss it, so don't worry, I have you covered. But now, on to Susie. Hey, I'm Janice, and welcome to another episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence. Those are the three things I think are critical to every successful entrepreneur. So grab a cup of your favorite brew, and let's get into today's episode. Well, Susie, thank you so much for joining us again. I got so much feedback about how helpful your information on time management was, and I know it's been incredibly helpful for me in my own life. So I'm, I'm really excited to have you back. And this time you're going to talk about budgeting. Is that right? Yes. Thank you so much, Janice, for having me back. And I'm so glad that the time management is helpful. That's yeah. something that we all struggle with me included. Um, So yes. And so today I am going to talk about budgets. It's 
one of those topics that most people don't like to talk about. So I'm going to take some of the emotion out of it, if that's helpful. I think that would be very helpful. There is, you're right, there is a lot of emotion and a lot of feeling around talking about money, you know, planning with your money. I think it's awesome to have a nice step removed little run through of how we can deal with it effectively and leave the emotion to the side. So thank you for that. Definitely. Do you have a particular process that you follow when you budget for your business? Yes, I do. And if you don't mind, I will take you guys through my process of how I budget. This is perfect timing because of the new year and people planning their business. A little background for me, just so that you guys know, I used to do budgeting for a publishing company here in the States. So I totally understand the topic from a very large scale. So I'm going to simplify it down to what I do for my coaching practice. Brilliant. Budgeting has income and expenses. This is basic level for people who don't really know or understand. It's separate from your accounting and bookkeeping. This is a snapshot of you planning where your money's going with the money that you have coming in. So I like to tell people, I have two forms of income. I'm a new business. So I have income from my sales for services. And I have income that I am investing in my own business. So for those of you who are just starting out, this is perfect. That's still considered income. You should have two separate accounts. You should have a personal and a business. You should always be doing your business stuff from your business account. So your income is going to be the total of what is the money coming into your business, regardless of where it's coming from. And with that number, you're going to split it out. And I read a book called Profit First, Mike Michalowicz, I'm going to get his last name totally wrong, but... um, And I loved his concept, so I use that, which is take your total dollars of income and you're gonna add, you're gonna split it out by a percentage. So you're gonna say, I'm gonna take profit first before I pay any expenses. I'm gonna pull that money out and put it in my budget. So 1%, then I'm gonna pull my tax money out because you have to pay taxes. So regardless of who you are and where you are, there's always taxes. So what percentage? I take 15%. You can calculate that out to whatever you feel is comfortable. Ask your accounting person or bookkeeping person what for tax laws, where you are. And then I pay myself. This is one that gets forgotten or we just think we don't need to when we're starting out. (laughs) But you want to get into that business habit. And that's my, my thing, habits. So pay yourself, regardless of if it's $2, who cares? Pay yourself. So allocate money from your budget to pay yourself, whatever percentage you want that to be. Sorry, can I, I just want to jump in for a second. Um, I know you had said to have two bank accounts. So you have your, your personal and your business one, which completely makes sense. And I had heard somebody else say that they actually take their taxes like whatever percentage that they filter out for their taxes and they put it in a separate account 
again. And that way they're not tempted to touch the money. Is that something that you would recommend? Yes. So I personally, the way I run my business is I have separate bank accounts for my profit and my taxes. Okay. And then I also, my third account is my income expense account. So that's where everything comes and goes. And the reason to do that is a, you're not tempted to use it in emergency be like, Oh, I do have that money. The other part is that it gives you a snapshot. If you open your bank, you can see right there. Oh, there's my tax money and there's my profit. So it gives you more of a clear picture. So I recommend it, but it's not necessary. If you're a person that gets confused with too many accounts, because that happens, just making sure that you have that money set aside in your budget so that you see it. And I always say, look at your budget before you spend money. Sound advice. Which is really hard to do, but um, it's another habit that you create. So the last bucket in my budget is my expenses, my operating expenses. They get whatever is left over from the 100%. So my example is $500. 1% to my profit is $5. 15% to my taxes is $75. I'm paying myself 10%, which is $50. What's left over to spend on my business is $370. I can use that for my expenses. Then I'm not taking away from having a profit, paying myself and doing my my taxes. Because a lot of times, and that's what I got from the profit first book. He talks about it in his book Mm -hmm. specifically, but it takes away that feeling of, I just got $500. I'm going to go spend it on all these office uh, business expenses. And then, oh shoot, where's my profit? I spent most of it, or I spent my tax money, darn it. And now I got to figure out how to pay my taxes. So it's a good business practice to get into. Absolutely. I know you're, you're like five minutes into talking, but I've had to like, oh uh, yeah. Okay. Um, the other one being that your budget is separate from your bookkeeping and accounting. Because yes. in my head, it's all clumped together. But really, you're right. It is separate because this is actually your forward planning. Yes. So piggybacking on your podcast, these recent last podcasts, when you're planning, what's cool about your budget is you can change it. You can't change what actually happened. So if you think of your budget as your planning and organizing tool for your money, you can make changes. It's more in the future Mm -hmm. and accounting bookkeeping is present and past. So it's what's happening right now and what happened before. So you can't go back into your bookkeeping and go, okay, I'm going to change that expense that I paid. It's already done. What's done is done and you can't take it back. So that's why, again, I'll say it again. Look at your budget before you spend (laughs) because your budget, (laughs) your budget is going to tell you if you can spend the money because you've pre-planned it. I know. I love that. I'm actually, as you're talking, I'm making a note of that because I think it's less scary to think about it in terms of it's in the future, you're being proactive, but it's not set in stone. You can change it. 
I think that helps, it helps me anyway, and I'm sure it's going to help an awful lot of people with that perspective around the planning and the budgeting. Thank you. Yeah. What takes the emotion out of it is that stressed feeling of how am I going to pay for everything in my business? Because I think that's one of the biggest fears. Yeah. And so if you take, for example, um, myself as an example, I have a certain dollar amount that I put into my business myself from Mm -hmm my personal as an investment to help me build my business. I know that if I take that dollar amount, we'll just say it's 500, just for the example. If I break it down in all those categories, I know I have $370 to spend on a website and client management and whatever other tool I need. Or if I want to send my clients a gift, you know, then it takes the stressor out of what I can do. Then all of a sudden I feel free. I have $370. Let me go spend it. How do I want to do that in my business versus how I'm going to pay for a website? How am I going to pay for yes. you know, these gifts to send the client? You know, then it takes that. It makes it a little bit more fun. Oh, well, that's it. You feel, you feel excited when you, because I don't think there's a business owner out there who doesn't have big ideas and interesting ideas of what they could do and what they would like to invest in and what they would like to bring on to help them say, manage the clients or, you know, upgrade their website or get a website, whatever. And it is so much easier when you're asking the, Ooh, what am I going to spend this money on versus how am I going to pay for? I love that. I love that. To think about this from a planning perspective for your new year. So you're doing your business plan. Mm -hmm. Budgeting can be broken down. So you can say, what do I want to do in 2021? How much? So talking about income, how many, for me, I'm a coach. So how many clients do I want to sign for a goal? Talk about goals. Yep. This is my goal. If I do sign those clients, I'm going to have X dollars of income. And again, we're talking planning. We're not talking actual. So these people haven't signed up with me, but it's okay because that's where the entrepreneurial dreamy, I'm going to make goals, but let's put a dollar figure to them. What can I do when I hit those goals? Then you can take 2021 and break it down by month and say, January, I should, I should be signing X number of clients, which equals X dollars, drop the dollars in your budget How am I going to allocate the dollars that I'm getting? It just makes your business come alive because then your goals are tied to dollars and then your dollars are tied to actual things that you're doing. Yeah, it all makes um, an awful lot of sense. And I love the idea of the future planning in conjunction with your actual business planning. Like it's the three podcasts put together, the three actions. If you, if anybody actually sits down and does them, step one, step two, step three, they're completely set up for 2021. Mm -hmm. Like they jump in. I love that you're here closing the circle. Love it. Thank you. Well, I, I listened to your podcast and I'm like, I know this is fits in perfectly. This yep. is totally going to be good for people out there. So I love that your listeners are getting pretty much just here. This is how you can set up your next your year. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, I keep interrupting you with all of my. That's okay. No, we're my right thoughts. on track. Okay. Yeah, so- we're right on track. So 
the next step that I do, so I have my $370 for my expenses. Then I sit down and I figure out where I want that money to go. And I put that in my spread. I have a spreadsheet. For those of you listening, if you're interested in the spreadsheet, I'm happy to share it. It has formulas in it and it's locked so you can't hurt it. And Janice can tell you how to get a hold of me to be able to get a copy of it. But absolutely. I take I take my my total expense, $370 I have to spend, and then I drop in what I need. So, you know, I have Google Suite, so I gotta pay for that for my email address. And then I've got um, my web hosting, so I have to pay for that. And then I pay for Zoom for webinars, and then I have Canva. And so I have all of my actual expenses that I use for my business and I plug those in and then it tells me if I'm over or under spending which mm-hmm. is beautiful because if you're underspending, you have a choice I can either save on my expenses and use that money to go into paying myself or paying my profit or I can upgrade something maybe there's a purchase you want to make that you didn't think you could going in and doing your budget every month gives you that opportunity to see what you can do Perfect. So to summarize what I do, this is my monthly. At the beginning of the month, I look at the money I have coming in that I know is coming in. doesn't have to actually be there yet, but I know it's coming. Okay. I put that in my income and then put in my percentages of where everything's going, profit, tax, pay, and expenses. Then I know how much I have for expenses. I'm going to just interrupt you for one second. So when you say you put it in your um, income, you mean in the spreadsheet under the income tab? Okay. Yeah. So um, that's how I know how much I have to spend on expenses. That's how I figure that that amount out. And then um, I plug in what I'm already paying for. So for a lot of people, this may be a budget that's in the future that they're not actually paying expenses yet, they can plug in what they would like to spend the money on. I put in what I'm actually spending the money on and anything else that I might want in the future. So you can, you can put in your reoccurring expenses. And if you don't have Mm -hmm. any just yet, what you forecast you're going to be spending. Correct. Okay. Yep. And so at the end of it, my goal is actually to be at zero. So all of my money has been accounted for mm. in my budget. And, and in the spreadsheet that I created, it actually shows you if you're over or under so that you can make those adjustments. So if your income for some reason is more one month, then you have an excess of money left over. You can figure out, oh, I'm going to put a little bit more in my profit account, or I'm going to put a, give, pay myself a little more, or I'm going to upgrade my website or wherever you want to do it. So I've heard, I've heard the term zero sum accounting. So the little light is coming on for me. Um, And do you know the, do you know the theory behind that? Like, do you know the reason that you want to have a zero sum at the end? Your money should always have a have a receipt or a way to track it. So technically, when I worked in the publishing company, I worked with the accounting department, but they were not in my department. I was budgeting. So again, we were separate. They would give me a report that said, 
this is what actually happened in May. What did your budget say? And how close were we to make, to make the company accountable and making sure that they were spending the money in the right places and following it as closely as possible. So it's, it's an accountability. Mm -hmm. There's also where you start your budget from a zero dollar. You don't do carryover. So I recommend always doing zero, start with zero and work with what you have or plan with what you have, because you're going to be more accurate and you're going to see more of the picture of what's happening. It gets kind of muddy if you start transferring from last month. Oh, I had some leftover. So I'm going to bring, it can get really messy and confusing. So to, to simplify it, make it clean. I always start with zero. And I suppose there is a philosophy behind having your money do something as well, mm-hmm. not just sit. And you can approach that philosophy from so many different angles, but <laughs> yep. as long as it's working or it's doing something for you, then the zero sum means that all of your money is both accounted for and serving some sort of a purpose. Exactly. Okay. And yeah, and that's, to me, that's the part that takes the emotion out of it. When I put my money where it needs to go, I'm no longer personally attached to it. So like what you said, when you put your money to work, it's now its own thing and you've disconnected from it. I think that helps with the emotional side of it Yeah, because we get caught up in we are our money or whatever, however much money we have is what makes us successful or not or blah, blah, blah. If you just say, no, it all has a purpose. It's all doing something. It's not me. It's its own thing. I think that. Yeah. I had read somewhere and I wish, I wish I could remember where I had read it. I want to say it was in one of Jen Sincero's books, but you can't hold me to that. Anyway, the thought was that money wants to be used And so in the grand scheme of the universe and energy and as long as money is being used and you are proving yourself to be a good steward of money, you are taking care of it, you are using it, then money will continue to come to you. And that just came to me there when we were talking about making sure you have zero sum, it's all accounted for and being accountable. So. I love that. <laughs> it's Actually, away from I'm... like the cut and dry. <laughs> it's very woo woo, but it also helps take the emotion out because you're, you're doing something good. Yeah. And I love that. That actually, I believe this is my belief in how, and when I coach, I coach health and life coaches mm-hmm. on their business practices. And one of the things I tell them is that when you physically work in your business, like you are a successful coach and you do all of these business things, which is budgeting and marketing, and you sit down and you do all these things, you're creating a business. Yeah. You're telling the universe, I have a business. I'm ready for clients. And so I agree with that. When you're putting your money to work and you're being a good steward of it, the universe is like, cool, I'm going to give you some more. Here you go. Just like clients. If you're If you're working, like I have a whole long list of waiting list clients out there, then they're going to come. That's just how I I see it. I love it. I love it. That's why we get along. 
<laughs> we can we can have the cut and the dried and the black and the white and the numbers, but we can also have the bigger perspective towards how things operate. Yeah, I like it. I like the mix. Well, Susie, is there anything else that you had wanted to add? I know you've got um, your spreadsheet, which you are very generously offering um, to let any of the, the listeners use. Do you have a link that you can provide me with or I'll link it to your business and they can work it through you? Yeah, actually what I've been recommending and I do, I, I will give you the link to where they can schedule a, a call with me. And it's just so that I have an opportunity to exactly show them how to use it. It's a Google Perfect. sheet. They can just grab time on my calendar for a short call and I'll give them the link and they can have the document and they can adjust it, change it, do whatever they want with it when they get a hold of it. So definitely. Oh, that's, that's very generous. I really appreciate that. And I know the people who actually take, take you up on this offer are going to be very grateful. And I'm probably going to add myself into that little list. Once you copy it, it's yours. So you can use it just the way it is, or you can add to it, adjust it, whatever you want to do with it. It's a good starting point. Yeah, that's perfect. No, oh, that's a good thing to have. Thank you. So I will link to that in the in the show notes. It, sorry, was there anything else that I that we haven't covered that you had wanted to add? I don't think so. We covered a lot. It's a lot of information, and I know that. So yeah, we, and especially when it comes to numbers, I find or you know anything around the the numbers, I find the need to keep it short and sweet mm -hmm. because it can be such a heavy topic to sort out and and work through. So I appreciate you coming on and having such a nice straightforward way to explain it and I appreciate you opening up the the process that you use because it's nice to hear it's nice to hear an example you know and success leaves yeah. clues and you've just been dropping the little breadcrumbs for us so thank you. <laughs> and then the generosity of that spreadsheet. So it's like Christmas has come early. Thank you very much, Susie Claus. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm happy to help. Do you struggle sometimes with what you should post on social for your business? What if you could quickly and easily decide on what you're going to post on all of the feeds by using some simple prompts? What if those prompts were reusable and would create unique posts each time with no extra thought required on your part? Sound good? Well, my friend, I've created the ultimate guide in my five unique social media posts ideas to help you to do just that. Yeah, but Jan, I can listen to your 15-minute podcast, but I don't have the time to pre-plan a social calendar right now. Plus, I really don't even know what I'd post about that people might actually care to stop and read. I hear you. Time to plan and create content is the number one reason why people stick with posting the same few things over and over or just don't post as much as they'd like, which is why I created my five unique social media post guide because you can easily reuse these ideas multiple times each, resulting in over 50 new posts from these five prompts, and they can be used on all of your social channels. So get instant access to my five unique social media post guide at janicefogarty.com and download your guide today for a better social feed with less stress. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. And if you like what you heard, 
I'd love if you could hit the subscribe button and leave me a positive review wherever you're listening. It doesn't cost you anything but an extra minute of time, but it means a lot to me. And if you really like what you're learning, head to JaniceFogarty.com and sign up for my weekly email. You'll be the first to know about the new episodes and the other plans I'm working on. So make sure to meet me, same time, same place, next week. Until then, stay safe and thank you so much. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.